It's time for JT the Brick. I love you, JT. You're a very honest person, and you have never shied away from the truth. Here we go again. Do it. Do it. All hands on deck. I'm coming to get you. Bring the energy that I bring. Do something. Get out of the soft zone. I won't waste your time. Your time is valuable to me. I don't hold back on anything. We're doing our job. As I often say, Raider Nation Unite, this would be a good time to pretend you're all in. Man, do I sound Mr. Wonderful and optimistic, huh? JT the Brick. I'm done with. We got to clean it up. Done. Clean it up is over. It's put up or shut up week. There are no rules here. Bobby insists. No rules. That's kind of a hostile work environment for me. Is it too soft? I'm salty. I'm pissed off. But I want to see some violence. The wolves are at the door. This is it. You got me? This is it. Let's stop this. Let's get to work and do your job. And now. Let's go. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Great to have you today on a beautiful day. Feels like Vegas weather is coming back. As we are live at Lotus Broadcasting in the main studio today, my computer crapped out. I think because of all these live streams we're doing, my son said, Dad, you got to upgrade your laptop. I said, why? He goes, it sounds like you're turning on a jet engine every day when you plug it in. So even though it's plugged in, the battery, the battery has warning lights going. So just told the wife, let's go buy a computer. You know, I'm at the stage of my life with my two sons that it feels like every day I'm buying something, Bobby. I'm going through that stage in my life when they were in preschool, kindergarten. They both went to Gorman, wink, wink. That was a nice check. They both went to major universities. Those are nice checks. And it seems like things now, cars, things at the house, computers are starting to break down. So uh, we, are, we are putting this work that we do, which really isn't work. I mean, God, it's so much fun to be on the radio, but we got to put it back into the infrastructure of the live stream. So for my streamers out there, yes, I have streamers now. Uh, we'll be ready, I think, to go tomorrow as we open up the show. we got a busy show. we got a busy show lined up today. Q was going to join us, but we didn't want to double book him with Vinny. Vinny Bonsignor at the bottom of the hour, Levi Edwards from the Combine, and Jim Miller who has the flagship show on NFL Radio. He's going to join us as he's going back and forth from his show in Chicago to the Combine. So Jim Miller is scheduled to jump in from SiriusXM. Former Bears quarterback, so hopefully he'll have something to say on the Bears. I think he will on the number one pick. So we're doing Combine all this week. We're mixing in NASCAR because the races are at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and we're mixing up the National Rugby League as I'll be on stage tomorrow night at Fremont Street introducing the rugby teams and the captains of the rugby teams. They play at Allegiant Stadium. So I love this weekend. It's not about baseball, you know, some basketball for UNLV fans. Wow, did you see that UNLV game last night? Woo, they're lucky they won that one. I won't say lucky, but I will say lucky. They turned the ball over in under a minute to go twice. They threw the ball out of bounds, and they picked up their dribble and turned it over for a layup and one. And if they would have lost that game, man, Bobby, I don't use sick days, but I'd be using sick days if I was covering UNLV basketball, having to cover that one in Wyoming. But the Rebels stepped it up in overtime and were able to win that game. And we just found out that we'll be taking this show on the road to the Mountain West Tournament. The Thursday of the Mountain West Tournament, where hopefully UNLV will be vibrant, and we'll do that from the concourse at the Thomas and Mac. So we're going to be busy here the next couple of days. I got another trip back to Florida at the end of next week, and then back here and good to go, because right after the Combine, the NFL Draft will be the priority, and that's what I'm going to open up the show with as we're brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. If you're looking for a place to hang out with your friends, have a good time. I would recommend Happy Hour. 
uh, via PETs. They always have great crowds there, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, and they fuel the monologue. And also, William Carlson. William Carlson is going to have a signing at Sierra Gold. So that's going to be fun. And uh, Zach Whitecloud. And this is fun. They got a big, big event coming up. Sierra Gold on 215 and Jones. William Wild Bill Carlson will meet fans and take photos on Friday, March 15th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Limited spots available, so head on out to that location. Man, you get a chance to hang out with Wild Bill. That's a big one here, a Stanley Cup champion. So looking forward to being in the building for that as we open up the show. So Antonio Pierce spoke today. And he spoke uh, to the Raider insiders, including Vinny and Q. Vinny's going to come up here in 20 minutes. We'll let him do the heavy lifting on that, on what Antonio said. And I saw some of the social media on that. What type of quarterback does he want? You know, competitor, tough guy, guy who wants to compete. Every team wants that. We know that. Uh, What are they going to do with the quarterback position is the focus of our offseason. That is the focus of our offseason on who the quarterback is going to be. And I'm good with that this year. I'm not good with that every year. You know, some years you have Derek Carr. How many years? Nine years I covered Derek Carr. Did we ever talk about the quarterback? You complained about Derek Carr. You blanked and moaned about Derek Carr to me. I hosted the Derek Carr show for a year when he had the best record of his career, 12-4, and but he unfortunately broke his ankle. And all I did was dealing with people complaining about Derek Carr. They all wanted him out of here. Couldn't win with Derek Carr. Then we move on from Derek Carr, and everybody's calling me, we should have kept Derek Carr. Okay, you can't have it both ways. Jimmy G wasn't the fit. A Raider grades came out from the NFL Players Association today. They were all good. B plus, A minus for the Raiders. The owner had a great grade. The facility, obviously. Uh, But they had the coach who came in dead last, 32 out of 32, and Josh McDaniels. So that skewed the numbers like grades in high school or college. You know, you got three A's, but you got a D. And then all of a sudden, no, you got to look at all those grades and put them together and get your GPA. So that's a topic I'll hit on a little bit later on in the show. I mean, how does anybody not give the Raiders an A or a B for the stadium and the facility and the hot tubs and the cold tubs and the weight room? Of course, it's brand new. It's all brand new. The Raiders got the best facility in football. With all due respect to the star in Dallas, where Jerry Jones keeps pumping money into that. For Antonio Pierce, he is on the ground at the Combine, and I'm sure a lot of people want to talk to him because he's kind of a celebrity, right? He's a former player, a Super Bowl champ, went from interim coach to head coach. He speaks a lot. You put a microphone in front of him, he'll talk, which is great for us as the flagship radio station. Imagine covering Bill Belichick the last four or five years. I always said that about that, Bobby. Bill Belichick calls a press conference, and the same guys and gals show up, and they don't get an answer on anything. Could you imagine driving from Boston to Foxborough, couple times a week and sitting in front of Belichick and he doesn't tell you anything, we're on to Cincinnati. Well, Bill, you lost. What happened? we got to do better. Right? You're not going to get that from Antonio Pierce. This guy's going to tell you what he thinks. And he's doing that at the Combine as we open up the show. So I'm not a big list guy, but I made an exception today because it's a dead zone. And you always make exceptions when it's the dead zone. If you're a restaurant and no one's coming into your restaurant, you want to make sure you lower prices. You have some specials and some deals. We're always doing big business here. But we got to change the topics up a little bit in the Raider offseason. And I put together a list, and I left a couple of people out on purpose. I was on purpose. Uh, on what the next quarterback class could look like 
with the Raiders. So if you go to Twitter, at JT the Brick, you can play along because I'm going to read a portion of the radio show. I said, okay, Raider Nation, who am I missing on this potential list of quarterbacks who can possibly end up in Las Vegas? Here's my list. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix. It's a pretty extensive list. It's 10 people or more. It's a pretty good list. Now, I left off Justin Fields on purpose, kind of like I'm fishing. That's bait. I threw out some bait because I don't think Justin Fields is going to be here because Luke Getze's here. I, I don't. It could happen. It, it could happen, but I think Luke Getze got out of Chicago, and I don't want to think he brought along the guy who he wasn't able to excel with in Justin Fields, but it could happen. So some of the responses that I've gotten, well, here's, here's one. GB says, take Russell Wilson off the list. He would never fit in the Raiders' locker room. Going by past performance and teammates reporting on him from Seattle and Denver, I wouldn't be happy with him. So there's a fan who goes by Lyle Alzado 77. He says he wouldn't be happy with him. And I responded. You like to hear my response? Do you like to hear responses? This is coming off my Twitter at JT the Brick. You have no clue who would fit in an NFL locker room. No clue. Do you play and work in a locker room? Enough said. You know how many players over the decades didn't look like a good fit and went on to be great with the Raiders? So I'm responding on these. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going on this. So uh, another guy said, Tyrese says, you forgot Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I interviewed Spencer Rattler over on Radio Row. I didn't include Spencer Rattler. If that's our best option, Spencer Rattler, woo! If that's our best option, a guy who got cut at Oklahoma for Caleb Williams and went to South Carolina, you know, I would take Spencer Rattler in the second, third round and park him. Uh, Oingo Boingo says, JT, how about Justin Fields? I think he has a better chance than most of these guys. I would agree. Uh, Scott Cuff says, take out Tannehill. Uh, Randy Whitman says, JT, Kirk Cousins, or roll with O'Connell. No interest in gambling on a rookie. Uh, Buzz says, JT, Baker Mayfield. It would be wild with Baker. Desert Dweller said, Gardner Minshew. I left off Gardner Minshew. All right. And uh, Frank the Tank says, take Russell Wilson out. Uh, Skip at 57, Demento says, my gut says, Spencer Rattler. Not by choice. But I see this happening here because he drops. He'll drop, and it'll be a good fit for the Raiders. Sam Howell. Sam Howell can play in this league. Sam Howell's not bad. He can play a little bit. Uh, Brian Keener says, remove Russell Wilson for Joe Flacco. That's me dealing with Raider derangement syndrome. I got to deal with this. It's part of my job. It's not on my business card, but it's part of it. I got to deal with Raider fans who would rather have Joe Flacco than Russell Wilson. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Oh, man, my Twitter feed is just wild today. More, please take Russell Wilson out. Uh, here's Peter Propane. Says Case Keenum or Jake Browning. Oh, that, I'm sure that'll work. Brent Morris says, JT, it's got to be Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew. Nick Jones. See, I'm reading the radio show. Something I said I wouldn't do, I'm reading the radio show. Nick Jones says, Tyrod Taylor. 
Not a glamorous pick, but he spent two years with Telesco and the Chargers. They could view him as an affordable veteran. You're right. He's better than Brian Hoyer. You know, if you draft a quarterback and you have a good one with Aiden O'Connell and you want to park Tyrod Taylor, I'm okay with that. Zach Wilson is available. He got permission from Joe Douglas, the GM, to go look and uh, look for a trade. Sam Darnold, available. Was supposed to be great, not good. Was supposed to be great. Drew Locke. <laughs> Drew Locke is one tough SOB. And Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, who I thought would have been a good pick for a couple of other teams. So that's the list. A lot of quarterbacks available, everybody. So we'll continue that conversation if you want to talk Raiders. Because other than that, we have a lot of speculation. A walk in the dog today saw my next-door neighbor, and he said, God, what are you talking about? I said, well, I'm talking about whatever Raider fans want to talk about. He says, but yeah, well, what? And I said, well, I like doing games. I like previewing football games and then doing post-game shows and, and talking about why they won or lost. That's my bread and butter. And I like this time of year because I know how to find topics, but I don't like talking about things that are so speculative that they don't make sense. See, the key to good sports radio, not great, but good sports radio, is you don't have to force it. I don't want to come in here and force Raider content on days where there's no Raider content. Today there is. Antonio Pierce spoke. Yesterday, Tom Telesco spoke. That's good content. And that's why we have Vinny and Levi on today. We're going to talk about what they had to say. But we are talking about the unknown, the quarterback and who's going to be the quarterback. That's the unknown. So I don't want to waste a lot of your time talking about people and wasting your time who are not going to be here. Other people have no problem with that. They'll do 20 minutes on Spencer Rattler or Gardner Minshew. They just call filler. We don't do much filler here. We are not the radio show of the practice squad. When the draft comes along, I don't want to talk about your fourth-round pick. I could care less because he's not going to be there. He's not going to be available. He's going to be gone already in the fourth round. But I like to talk about team needs, which is the second topic I want to get to in the monologue brought to you by Resorts World. We'll be there this afternoon. They're opening up a brand-new restaurant we got invited to because we're the partner of their show. We'll tell you about that tomorrow. So when I look at this team and the quarterback position, it brings me to team needs. Most of the NFL insiders are saying the Raiders' number one team need is quarterback. God, that's good. That's good for radio. That's good for us. That's good for business. Quarterbacks are the most popular players in all of sports. So we love that. Now, the second biggest need for me, not you, is right tackle. I'd like a starting right tackle who isn't a project. I don't want a project. I don't want two swing right tackles who don't play right tackle. They might play guard, but they might be able to play right tackle. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. I don't want it anymore. I don't want Alex Leatherwood. I thought Alex Leatherwood would be pretty damn good. He came out of college. He won the Outland Trophy. <laughs> he won the Outland Trophy. He two national championship. He was a bust. Thayer Mumford, nice player. Nice player. Jermaine Illuminor, nice player. I want a guy who can come in and dominate. I want a right tackle for Christmas. I want a right tackle in April. I want a starting Pro Bowl, former Pro Bowl right tackle. That's just me. Then we move on to defensive tackle. We just can't, we, we can't draft him. We just can't. 
Reggie, Dave Ziegler, whoever, we can't get a starting defensive tackle who can come in and go, I got this. I'm good, coach. Don't touch me. Do not take me out of the game on third down. I can play like Chris Jones. There's only one Chris Jones. So when it comes to these players, Levi Edwards uh, sat in front of today, Brian Murphy, the defensive tackle from Texas. Murphy said, quote, playing next to a guy like Max Crosby would be crazy. I've never played with a guy like that, and he would make my job a lot easier. Uh, That's my pick in the first round if available and can't get a quarterback. At 13, you get a starting defensive tackle or a starting right tackle. I like the guys that Mel Kuyper Jr. refers to as plug and play. They're going to get drafted in the first or second round, and they're going to start. The Raiders need their first two draft picks to start, not compete. Did you hear me? They don't need to compete. They don't take them in the first or second round. Pass, trade out, trade back down and get three fourth round picks. I'll do that. I want a starter with the 13th pick who's going to start next to Max Crosby. Not, not compete against Byron Young and Nestor Jade Silvera. I don't need that. And I need a right tackle who's not going to come into camp competing with the right tackle you have penciled in. No. I want that. So quarterback, defensive tackle, right tackle. See some mocks that have cornerbacks. What the hell's that all about? Isn't Jack Jones going to play every play? What about this guy, Jacorian Bennett, that we drafted last year? And started him, by the way. What happened to him? Is he ready to play? He's got to get better in the offseason. What about Nate Hobbs? Nate Hobbs a pretty good player. Are we going to keep him on the field? Can he play every down? Yes. And I got Trayvon Merrigan Epps to start. So you want to get me a backup at safety? I'm good with that. I got Robert Spillane, Divine Diablo. I got them set, right? There's no, they're not going to have to compete with anybody. Am I right? They're going to start. I got Max Crosby and Malcolm Kuntz. And I got a really young seventh pick overall in Tyree Wilson, who better get better. This guy in the offseason, man, he better be eating tri-tip steaks every day and putting on another 10 pounds of muscle and be ready to tear offensive linemen's heads off. So what are the needs today at the Combine is the topic. 702-365-9200. Which guys do you want to hear talk in the podium, position groups? Because not everybody knows the players' names. But you know the position groups. And who do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to defensive tackles or right tackles? That's how I really dive into that topic. If I gave you one choice today, one choice today, not the quarterback. Bobby loved this topic in the the meeting. If we don't go quarterback, who's your first pick? Don't need his name. I need the position. Is he a defensive tackle interior or is he an offensive lineman? Who's going to start? I think that's great because that narrows the Raider fan to have to pick something specific and and do what Raider fans do best, really dive into a topic. And if you want to go cornerback, I know you're not going to go kick or punter. I know you're not going wide receiver. We got Devontae. I know you're not going to go tight end, right? We got a really good tight end that we got last year. So this is what Tom Telesco needs to hear from the fans. Because it doesn't matter what the fans think. He's going to make up his own mind. But I believe and pretend that we all make a difference. I get up every day thinking you make a difference and know more than me and can come in here and tell me what I'm missing here. So the quarterback list is out there. I feel ashamed. 
I put out a list. <laughs> I did. Hopefully this isn't the beginning of something. And uh, the biggest need at the combine that you'd like to pay attention to, if you're going to watch 20 minutes of the cone drill, if you're going to watch the cone drill in the 40, are you looking at offensive line, defensive tackle, or am I missing it? Let me know as we open up the show, 702-365-9200, because I'm interested in what you have to say. Uh, oh, there's a couple of people. Antonio, uh, Vinny Bonsignor just tweeted four minutes ago, Antonio Pierce is not interested in any more Band-Aids at quarterback for the Raiders. Quote, that's old, man. It means being aggressive and trading up for a franchise quarterback. That's my personality. I'm a go-getter. So that's Vinny's new uh, column that's out there, and I can't wait to talk to him about it coming forward. Man, I'm fired up today, Bobby. I think it's because my computer crapped out and I couldn't do the live stream. I think that's what it had to do with today. I think it has to do because i got to drop a grand or something on a computer after the show. That's why I'm all worked up today. Well, maybe the Raiders back at the Raider facility have a, a closet full of laptops for their buddy JT. I just need one. I don't need all of them in the, in the closet because they listen in the building. Uh, I'm going to go to Thor first uh, in Summerlin, on the mean streets of Summerlin. Hello, Thor. Who do you want? Uh, not the name. What's our massive position group we need to look at in the combine? JT, JT, I know we're not going to get a quarterback at 13 that we want, so I want to trade back and I want to go – I want to stay in the first round, and I want to get a right tackle, and I want to, and then I want to get a center in the second. Um, and I want to fix that offensive line. Uh, honestly, I think we go um, defensive tackle um, in free agency. But in the draft, I want to go with the right tackle and the center. Thor, you make a good point. You can't go get a defensive tackle in the third round. We've tried that year after year. It doesn't work. So might as well get a defensive tackle, a grown-ass man in free agency yeah. that we know can play, correct? Exactly, exactly. exactly. Uh, we, we definitely don't want a third-round defensive tackle. We want a grown man, exactly right. Grown men, grown men, <laughs> grown men. We want, we want a, a center and a right tackle with attitude, that are ready to push that line and make holes for um, Josh, Zamir, whoever yeah. it happens to be at running back. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right in there. All right, Thor. Thank you. Thanks for opening up with that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it's never sexy when you have a high pick to go offensive line. I remember when we took Robert Gallery at number two. What a great guy Robert Gallery is, still around the Raiders. Uh, you know, didn't he turned out to be an average player, and he was supposed to be an elite future Hall of Famer. It didn't work out, but he was a good Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Played in the league longer than you thought. Jorge in San Jose on the position group that the Raiders better get out of Indy learning about. What is that? Yo, JT, thanks for the mm-hmm. for the call. I I agree with, uh, with Thor. Um, I think if you're going to stay at 13 and you're going to stay, you're going to have to stay in the first round. You can't you can't build a draft capital in this, this year, JT. You have to go all in this year. And I think that's what Tom Telesco yeah. is tasked with, you know. So I think you need an offensive tackle. And, you know, you need to, you, you need to get it right because you, if Antonio Pierce wants to keep the running game and he wants to keep Josh Jacobs, you're going to have to run on both sides. You're going to have to try to run to the left, run to the right, run up the gut, Try to get depth at that offensive line, and mm-hmm. and honestly, don't make don't make the mistake with your running. But I think 
although you're not going to franchise tag Josh Jacobs, I know this is a little bit of a side topic, but I just feel like you can't wait to pay the man. If you're going to try to bring him back, bring him back early, JT. Don't do another one of those holdouts like last season. Please. I know that you can't really predict and associate what is going to be the performance on the actual regular season. Mm. But if you're going to get Josh Jacobs to let's go, go and pay them, mm. get it done, win now, and you know keep it going. But I hope we can get yeah. you know at least solidify that offensive line. Yeah, there's the three offensive linemen. Thanks for the call. Poor guy out of Oregon State. I like him a lot. The tackle there, he's ranked anywhere from 10 to 12. He could be there. Uh, J.C. Latham out of Alabama. Is big, six foot six, three sixty. Mel Kiper said, "Instant plug and play guy." But again, we took Alex Leatherwood. That was a disaster. And the the best offensive lineman available is Joe Alt at a Notre Dame, and he'll go in the top six. He won't be available. But the caller, and this is a really important point that we got here in the opening of the show. This is not the year to trade back. I mean, I don't think it is. The GM and the head coach just got fired. You think we're going to get into this thing and trade back? I mean, there's a possibility. If you're sitting there and it's the 11th pick in the draft and the quarterbacks are gone and you're looking around going, you know, we got a pretty good board built up and we got 11 guys that we have graded still in the first round and we can go from 13 to 19 and pick at 19 and have another pick at 28 and then get two offensive linemen. All right, I'm open for that, but that's hard to do. This is the draft where most fans want to trade up. Tom Telesco knows that. He knows y'all want to trade up. Yeah, he answered that yesterday. Vinny Monsignor is going to join us next. He'll elaborate on that. Good monologue. Way to go, everybody. Appreciate you getting the show right where it needs to be, right out of the gate as we get going here. Vinny B. from the Combine coming up on the other side. The monologue brought to you by Modelo, the number one beer in America. When I started, they were not the number one beer in America. Now they are. I take pride in that. When I think of Modelo, I think of Jim Plunkett and the fighting spirit. Modelo, proud partner of our show. Vinny B, live on the headset. It'll sound great. He's going to join us from Indy coming up next. Now back to the JT The Brick Show, and it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila, and presented by the Realty One Group. Yeah, it's been really cool, and it was you know it was nice having the, the Super Bowl in town, so I got a chance to spend a little bit more time with them. Um, what I thought was really, really neat with him was watching him go through the process of hiring the assistant coaches, because I've been through that process before, and sometimes it gets a little bit hectic, sometimes... Um, you do some moves a little bit too quickly where you might hire a good coach, but maybe doesn't necessarily fit maybe the vision or philosophy you're looking for. And he really took his time. He talked to a lot of people, um, did a lot of research, took in a lot of opinions, and uh, you know put a staff together and took his time doing it. I mean, really, we didn't fill the staff until probably last week. I think we filled it right there. Um, but to see him work through that process, I'm like, you know, you can say he's a first-time head coach, but, man, he handled that like a pro to me. So I thought that was just a great sign to see. Tom Telesco, 
at the podium there at the Combine, where we're joined by Vinny Bonsignor, who joins us every week and kind enough to put the headset on for us from the radio row that they have set down there. Vinny, before we get into Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco, how has this one changed for you? Different time. Last year was Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels. The Raiders had a certain amount of hope in what they were doing, and now a completely different Combine. How does it look so far? Yeah, no doubt about it. And ironically enough, we just ran into Dave Ziegler at the Raiders Hotel. He's working for the Saints, and the Saints are sharing the same hotel that the Raiders uh, people are. Uh, so saw uh, Dave Ziegler uh, in the uh, in the hotel lobby um, just after meeting with Antonio Pierce. So uh, there were some definitely intersections crossing uh, a little bit earlier in Indianapolis. But it you know it changes uh, every year. Obviously, it's a new uh, group of, of leaders here for the Raiders uh, with Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco, and and it's interesting to me uh, seeing how they sort of play off of one another. Uh, I know it's early in their relationship, but obviously Tom being the experienced veteran, very measured, uh, thoughtful, prudent, um, you know, uh, executive that he's been for, for 10 years. And, um, Antonio equally thoughtful, but in his own way. And today, uh, making no apologies uh, for who he is and, and how he, uh, you know, uh, articulates himself and uh, the messages that he he wants to get across on behalf of the Raiders, on behalf of really Raider Nation. I think he thinks of things as a fan, uh, as well as being a, a head coach. And he was quite clear today, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we were talking about quarterbacks. He's not interested in, in, in doing Band-Aids at quarterbacks uh, anymore. Has felt like the Raiders organization has done that mm-hmm. for far too many years. With all due respect, and he pointed out Derek Carr kind of saying, you know, before and, and after Derek, there's been, you know, Band-Aids and, and stop gaps. And he's not interested in that anymore. Uh, he wants to find, he wants the Raiders to find, their franchise quarterback, their face of the franchise. Maybe it's here in the draft. Maybe it's out in free agency. Maybe it's out in a, in a, in a trade uh, for a veteran. Uh, but uh, I know this, and he said this, it's his personality. He's a go-getter. If, if it means the Raiders having to, to be aggressive and trading up or trading for somebody, uh, he's all about that. And it's really interesting to see how honest he is about that. It's great to hear. Vinny Bonson, you're our guest. What is your sense of talking to your peers about the communication between Tom Telesco and Antonio Pierce early. you got a coach who likes to speak a bunch, which I find refreshing on the flagship station, and a GM who seems very guarded, very conservative when it comes to that, which I also respect. I don't like GMs who tip their hands to their competitors around the league. What's that working relationship like? Yeah, it was funny uh, talking to Tom Telesco about that yesterday, and he's like, look, I'm never going to say anything controversial, so... Uh, uh, I, he has no problem with Antonio, um, you know, uh, uh, being who he is. And, and honestly, it's more about, you know, Antonio being authentic to himself and being true to himself. And that's he said from day one, you know, uh, this is the Raiders. He's going to act like a Raider. He's going to a- ask his players uh, to be about the Raiders and their philosophy and their, um, you know, uh, their, their culture, everything, all of that. So um, it's 100% authentic with uh, with 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 uh, Antonio Pierce, in spite of what some people may have been saying outside of the building, and there were some curious things said recently mm-hmm. about that. Uh, if you want to get into that, you know, uh, by by all means. But um, he's going to be himself, and I think that uh, uh, Tom Telesco appreciates that, and I think they're going to complement each other really well. Vinny Bonson, you're alive from the combine. So, Vinny, how complicated it is if you don't trade up into the top three or four? to get one of the top three quarterbacks to say to the media and the fans that you have your fan franchise quarterback at 13, if you, ha- if you don't move up and you wait for 13 or you wait after 13, 
and go get one in free agency. Does it feel more pressure-packed now that you're at Indy than it would be if you were back here in Vegas? Uh, well, I, I think I think what you feel is some urgency because mm-hmm. you see the players. They're here. Uh, they're present. Uh, the Raiders met with Jaden uh, Daniels, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, Caleb Williams is going to go through his round of meetings today. And then there's, you know, Drake May. There's J.J. McCarthy. There's Spencer Rattler. There's Michael Penix. There's Bo Nix. There's uh, a pretty deep quarterback class here. And um, so you, you see it. You see the possibilities right there in front of you, basically. Uh, and they're going to be out on the field on Saturday. They're going to talk to the media on Friday, uh, all these quarterbacks. So, um, so, yeah, it heightens things, I would say, just because of the proximity that you have right now uh, to the quarterbacks. And obviously the Raiders need uh, at, at that position. So, um, And, look, the, the draft, is, is as far away as it might seem, is not that far away yeah. uh, at all. Uh, free agency is getting ready to unfold here in a couple of weeks. There's, there's, um, you know, things that are going to happen here, whether it's a trade, whether it's through free agency, or whether it's, you know, uh, through the draft or maybe trading up uh, in, in the draft. I think all of that's going to happen uh, before you know it, probably sooner rather than later. Vinny Bonsignor joins us. Vinny, the phones were popping before you came on as I was asking what position group other than quarterback is the biggest priority. It seems to come down to offensive line and defensive tackle, interior defensive tackle. Do you see it that way, or would you add another position group like corner? Uh, I think cornerback for sure. Um, and, you know, in talking to uh, visiting with Antonio uh, today, uh, there were, you know, there were a couple of positions, that interior defensive line being able to insert somebody, a difference maker um, at that at that position alongside Max Crosby and, and he met, he mentioned quite, quite often Tyree Wilson uh, and Malcolm Kuntz as part of that whole picture. And you put one more uh, big time dude uh, in there and, and what would that make that defensive line look like, but also cornerback, uh, you know, and he talked about Nate Hobbs and he talked about Jack Jones. He talked about how the presence of Jack Jones kind of turned that room around a little bit, uh, almost from the day he arrived in Las Vegas, and certainly when he when he finally got on the field or, or got on the field, which was pretty quick uh, after arriving, and the and the difference that he made, and maybe adding a third player of that caliber to that equation. Uh, you know, obviously Jacarian Bennett is still in the picture. Amik Robertson's a free agent. We don't know where that's uh, necessarily uh, headed. There's there's you know players that are that are on the roster that that they like, but the ability to maybe go get a difference maker, another difference maker at cornerback and making that sort of a three-headed monster I think is really appealing uh, to Antonio Pierce. Whether that happens in the draft or free agency remains to be seen, but uh, I think that he's he's looking I, – I, I would say this. You know, uh, the draft is definitely going to be a tool, but I would, mm-hmm. I, would, I would be focused if I were Raider fans on free agency in terms of maybe – bringing in a cornerback and a a defensive tackle uh, that can offer immediate help like right now in a veteran way uh, to really make this defense much more complete. Yeah, I love the way that sounds. A former Packer executive, Andrew Brandt, tweeted out today, putting a $255 million NFL salary cap in perspective, NFL teams receive an annual distribution check now of $400 million for national media sponsorship and licensing revenue. Thus, before they even turn the lights on, NFL teams have almost $150 million more in revenue than all their player costs. So I think that's really interesting to put in perspective on Mark Davis's move to Vegas, the revenue, the Super Bowl, what you see with the outside concerts and venues, and what's going on here where the Raiders are now fiscally responsible to spend – Good money on players, but not 
go overboard, then you get that $10 million Jimmy G break on what just happened. Where are the Raiders flush with cash, and how do they spend it quickly? Yeah, and uh, it was interesting for you know Tom Telesco to say uh, yesterday that he expects the Raiders more by need than necessarily philosophy uh, to be uh, big players, you know, in free agency. That doesn't mean uh, that they're going to throw big money at a uh, at a big time free agent. That could happen. I'm not saying that it won't, but. Uh, I wouldn't assume uh, necessarily that that's what he means. I think that there's, when he talks about the offensive line, you know, there's three starters in Greg Van Ruten and Jermaine Illuminar and and Andre James that are pending free agents. Uh, One way or another, they're going to have to fill those holes, whether it's to retain those guys or bring in replacements, most likely, you know, uh, at least a couple of those spots through free agency. That means that the Raiders are going to be involved Mm -hmm. uh, in free agency, either signing their own or bringing somebody else in from uh, outside the building. Uh, but also, I think we, we talked about maybe the interior defensive line and, and cornerback uh, as well. Where they have the money, they're, certainly they're in good shape as far as the salary cap goes. Uh, it actually went up by like $13 million more than, than people had anticipated. That's good news for the Raiders. But also, you know, when you look at uh, the column um, where it says cash and, you know, cash spent, the Raiders last year spent, I think it was $225 million uh, on their, on their mm-hmm. salary. Uh, are on their on their players, which was actually a hundred percent, a hundred and seven percent of what the salary cap was. So uh, you're able to go over the salary cap in a cash sense. Um, mm-hmm. You have to still stay under the salary cap. It's a little bit complicated, but it all makes sense if you if you if you follow the right columns. Uh, but the the bottom line of that is that um, as of right now, I, I want to say that they're they're committed to about 150 million dollars in cash spending next year. So if they spend the equivalent that they did last year of 225 million dollars, um, you, you can see that there's some cash to spend right now mm-hmm. based on what came off the books, what could potentially come off the books. When you're talking about Hunter Renfro and 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 uh, and, and and Jimmy G, you know those two contracts and what they had set aside for for those two players. Uh, Eleven million dollars, twenty-four million dollars um, mm. for next year. That's probably not going to get paid out. So there's more cash uh, that they, that they're going to have mm. on hand. So between cash and cap space, uh, they're in really good position to fill some of these holes that Tom Telesco is talking about. All right, Vinny. Lastly, you talked to Tom Telesco, Antonio Pierce today. What's on your calendar? Is there a player you want to see? Is there a scrum you want to get into? A podium session of a particular player or two that you really want to check off your box before you come back? Yeah, um, I mean, there's so many great players. You know, the wide receivers, the cornerbacks are going to be out here uh, in a couple of days. Today, we got a chance to talk to uh, Byron Murphy, one of the better defensive tackles in this in this draft, if not the best defensive tackle. He talked about the possibility of playing with Max Crosby, but you know, quite frankly, the quarterbacks. When we talked to them on on Friday, and I, I really think that. You know, um, yes, Jaden McDaniels, for obvious reasons, the history that he has with Aiden, with uh, with Antonio Pierce, you know, obviously that means something. And I would imagine that the Raiders are very interested uh, in, in the LSU quarterback. But there's going to have to be a it takes two to tango uh, type situation there. So can they convince one of the top three teams uh, to trade their pick? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see if, if the Washington Commanders or, uh, you know, the New England Patriots or Chicago Bears are, are interested in doing that. So if they can't, then you're going to have to look potentially at a, at a QB4. And is that J.J. McCarthy? I think this is a really big week for J.J. McCarthy yeah. uh, to show that he's that quarterback four and that he's somebody that is worthy of a top ten pick. Uh, and if so, 
and the Raiders fall in love with him. They're going to have to trade up, obviously, from 13 into the top 10 to go get him. So I think it's a fascinating week for J.J. McCarthy uh, to really solidify himself as that QB4, and not just a QB4, but somebody within that top 10. Great, Vinny. Let's thank your partners who got you out to Indianapolis to cover the Combine. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out uh, to Dos Cotas Tequila. Uh, I know the Combine is going to be televised uh, here uh, with all the on-field workouts. So what better way to enjoy it than sipping on some uh, Dos Cotas Tequila. Go to Total Wines here in Las Vegas or in Las Vegas. Uh, they've got stocked up with, with all the Dos Cotas, um, uh, you know lines of, of, of tequila. And if you're not in Las Vegas, just go to DosCotasSpirits.com, punch in the code word KICKOFF, and get 20% off your next online purchase of Dos Cotas. Safe travels back here, Vinny. See you next week. Thank you, JT. You got it. Vinny Bonson, you're kind enough from the Combine. And Vinny will be in for me next Thursday and Friday hosting this show. Excited about that. Uh, more Vinny Bonsignor as we continue on. Snow Raider out in beautiful Tahoe. Go ahead. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, JT. Um, yeah, thanks for all the great content. I agree with Vinny 100%. That's, that's what I was uh, calling about. Mm-hmm. That relationship I think that Antonio Pierce has with Jaden Daniels, they're going to be way interested and in see if they can make that happen. Um, but I agree with him as well. If not, we got to get some of those um, linemen like you've been, always been preaching. I like that kid out of Oregon State, that yep. Fuga. And then Telesco, you got to remember, he took Rashawn Slater when he was with the Chargers out of Northwestern, and that's worked out well for them. Um, and this Fuga guy, he's a he's a mauler, man. If we're going yep. to get Josh back and Zeus, whoever's going to be running, and Getsy has a running reputation, I think that's the, the next move. Thank you. Yes, a lot of people are saying about that, uh, going to get those tackles. The one from Oregon State, Penn State, or, again, Joe Alt won't be available from Notre Dame. I don't see him being available after the sixth or seventh pick. Appreciate all the insight here from Vinny Bonsignor at the Combine and also on top of that, the calls who have been really good today in specific. We added Shane Knighty to the to top of the hour, the great Golden Knights television analyst. VGK had their biggest win of the year. Biggest win of the year. No doubt about that. They had their biggest win at Toronto. What felt like a must-win game. I talk hockey. I'm involved with rugby this weekend and NASCAR. That's a full-service sports talk show. Got to go see other sports, everybody. Got to go try some new things. Shouldn't be new. Allegiant Stadium is hosting an international rugby fest on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. And NASCAR will be epic over at the Speedway. Go to one or both. I'll be at both of them. There's a couple of factors here. You know, obviously the cap projections came out. We're further down the road with the draft class, obviously the pro free agents. I would anticipate it being, uh, you know, within the next two weeks. That's Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos. I think he's got some rough sledding ahead of him. I do. I think Denver, the Raiders have beaten him eight in a row. It's the second longest streak in all of football, and they don't look to be better. Everybody gets better in the draft and free agency. If you're a team that didn't make the playoffs, you got four, five, six, seven, eight wins. You got to count on being better in the draft and free agency. But the problem is they screwed everything up with Russell Wilson because they owe him a lot of money. His dead cap hit is enormous. They're trying to move him now in his contract with the trade. No one's going to take it because everybody knows Russell Wilson wants to play probably for the veteran minimum and take the $39 million from Denver. 
Guaranteed. What a selling point that is for the Raiders. I mean, I don't think he's going to come here, but if he did, can you imagine sitting down with Russell Wilson's agent saying, look, here's the deal. Ken Stabler, Tom Flores, Rich Gannon, MVP, Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ, and all the legends that played for the Raiders. Russ, you already made your legacy up in Seattle. It didn't work out in Denver. You're probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, and you'll get a kickstart to get to the Hall of Fame if you come to the Raiders, and you're able to win and take the Raiders to the playoffs on the veteran minimum. And play in Las, Las Vegas, which your wife will love, not like, love. And you'll save money in state taxes and all of that. Well, it seems like Pittsburgh is the team that's going to do that. You think Russell Wilson's wife wants to live in Pittsburgh or Las Vegas? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Anybody? And I don't think he's coming here, but you can't treat Russell Wilson the way you treated Josh McDaniels. You had the right to treat, treat Josh McDaniels that way. And you can say you were right. I don't have a problem with that. Don't have a problem with that. He was just rated as the worst coach in football. So you went on that one. But just because you treated Josh McDaniels that way doesn't mean you have to treat Russell Wilson. Well, the next player that comes along that you don't know but you don't think is a good fit. Believe me, the Raiders wouldn't consider bringing in Russell Wilson if they didn't think he'd be a good fit. Did you think Tom Telesco was a great fit? You don't know Tom. You never met him. Seems like he's a good guy doing his job. Right, So you got to get the perception out of what you believe the player or the executive is and admit that you don't know anything about that, like I do, and hope that if the player comes here, he can fulfill his destiny and be great. So what are the odds of Russell Wilson coming to the Raiders? I'd say 10%. I wouldn't say 50 NFL media is making it out that it's 75% he's going to Pittsburgh if he ends up going there or somewhere else. And if he goes there and Pittsburgh's able, if, if Pittsburgh's able to beat the Raiders, spank the Raiders every time I go watch a Pittsburgh Raider game with Kenny Pickett, what do you think they'll do with Russell Wilson? You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I want to get guys like Chris Jones and potentially future Hall of Famers on this team via free agency if available. So the second tier of quarterbacks is what most Raider fans on my social media feed are thinking. Most people are believing that the Raiders are going to get a second-tier, which isn't a bad player, very good player, second-tier quarterback if they can't trade up for Jaden Williams. I don't know of one NFL insider who said the Raiders are trading up for Drake May or Caleb Williams, but I've seen a lot of them say Jaden Daniels. So let's assume, just for this conversation, the Raiders don't get Jaden Daniels. Would you go defensive tackle or offensive line there? And I wonder what's going to come out of the combine. We're going to cut up some sound. And hear from Levi Edwards next hour. Shane Knighty with the Vegas Golden Knights. Hit the Vegas Golden Knights. Become the fastest team ever to 300 wins. What a milestone that is. Kerry Bulbaltz, the president of the Golden Knights, put that out last night. That's 300 wins for the Golden Knights. They make their mark. They are the fastest team in NHL history to do that. Been a lot of good hockey teams over the decades, and the Golden Knights, another milestone. 